lamb and listen in. We've got a lot to say. commercial <laughs> coke when you want drugs and you just want to drink them <laughs> hi hello hey i'm rachel and i'm maddie and welcome to chew and swallow another episode episode three and this week we are talking about random insecurities yes <laughs> we all got them ours and other ones that we found on the internet Ours and everyone on the internet, which honestly, insecurities kind of fit everyone. They're like one size fits all, Mm -hmm. except for some of the ones where you're like, these sound funny because sometimes we have weird ones that don't make sense to anyone. Yeah, some of them can be very personal, like going into your trauma and your like childhood and everything. I feel like I'm trying so hard to drink this without making any noise. Oh, (laughs) I thought you just spilled on it. I did. Oh. (laughs) That happened. I'm kind of insecure about it. (laughs) I'm insecure about (laughs) spilling on myself. (laughs) Do you want to get into the topic now? Let's just do it. All right. (laughs) Cool. Some of these are just going to sound out of place if I start with this. These are our own personal insecurities, and we couldn't come up with enough for a whole episode, so we just found some on the internet. But I'm sure we both have profound insecurities that oh, we yeah, just probably. always last. Probably. Yeah. I mean, I have a few, but I there's probably th- ones that I'm, like, not thinking about really either. Um, but these are just the ones I thought about today. Uh, babe, for you. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to do that every episode? <laughs> probably because you drink alcohol. I wasn't even drinking anything seltzered last time. Yeah, you were. I don't know what you were drinking. <laughs> um, so my one funny one, the other ones are not funny, but this one I thought I'd start with because it's funny. Um, I am very insecure about my too much gene. I think that I am too much sometimes. And it scares people away. I have that same insecurity. I have, like, I I can be a lot. Yeah, but it's true. I've had to deal with this over the course of my life. And I feel like everybody I date, I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm going to be too much. And they're like, what are you talking about? And then it ends and I'm like, it's because I was too much. <laughs> well, I mean, you must have made someone feel, or someone must have made you feel that way at some point. Right, that must be it. Because, like, it's never been the cause of a breakup or anything. You're just too much for me. Like, no. Too much for me. (laughs) God really said personality. But honestly, the personality is what makes you. Like, who wants to date someone boring, right? I mean, go date a brick wall if that's what you're into. But, like, I'm not, no. What do you you think, like, the too much gene has to do with that? Um, I don't know. Some people don't like really loud people. I think it's just what people prefer I don't know hmm. I've always wondered about that too because I don't I don't know the answer but I've learned how to cope with it just through being like I'm gonna be myself and that's gonna be enough and if people don't like it they can get out well I mean in high school I was told I was too sensitive mm. so there's something like that maybe that could contribute to it but like 
yeah, no, these girls always said, you're too sensitive. And I'm like, no, you're being mean is what's happening, actually. Yeah. And it's probably because of their insecurities. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. (laughs) Struggling to pick one. This one's probably my funniest one. (laughs) I have an insecurity saying my own name. (laughs) It's weird because it's like, what if I say it wrong? Every time I say my name. It's your own name. They're like, oh, hi, what's your name? I'm like, Maddie. <laughs> Why do Mad I? Mad Eye. <laughs> Mad Eye Moody. <laughs> Mad Eye. <laughs> Madeline, actually. <laughs> I said my name wrong Medallion. one time. Medallion. <laughs> hi, I am Mustang. <laughs> I Did I tell you that story? No. I was so nervous talking to one of my bosses in college. And we, I was a part of a large staff of people and he didn't really know who I was, but like, I don't know. I thought he was cool or something. So I was nervous (laughs) and he goes, Oh, what's your name again? Maddie. And I was like, Oh, peace. (laughs) That's my last name. Peace. Fish actually. And I, what was I going to correct myself? No. Get it it, fish. Yeah. Oh, hi. My last name is Maddie Fish. (laughs) The whole thing. Maddie, Maddie Fish. (laughs) Middle name Maddie. Why did I do that? Brad, Brad Pitt. Brad, Brad Pitt. <laughs> do you know Brad's middle name is Brad? Look it up. It's a fact. It's a fact. <laughs> That's a good one, though. I've never thought about that. You don't think about, like, every time someone's I, like, what's your name? I think about it when I say Rachel. I hate because saying, saying my own name. It's saying your own name. But my last name, I don't think about. No, I don't think about mine either. I don't know what it is. It I must be some identity thing. I wonder. I want to know if other people feel that way. They must. I want to know too. Please hmm. set us up. Yeah. I would like to know. All right. This one isn't funny, but it's it's funny like Actually, never mind. I changed my mind. I want to do this other one and then I'll <laughs> do the other one. Okay. So, FOMO FOMO. I'm insecure about my FOMO. You know what FOMO is? Yeah. Fear of missing out? Yeah. Okay, I'm insecure about it. You're insecure about having FOMO? Yeah. <laughs> That's like <laughs> double insecure. <laughs> well, I'm insecure about being insecure. <laughs> so, Hi, I'm two times the That's insecure. a loaded, loaded thing to unpack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, okay, so when people are having a, a, a laugh or something in my, it like in my house and, and I'm like, oh, what are they laughing at? So I barge out of my room and I'm like running over there and I'm like, what's funny? What's funny? <laughs> and then they tell me and it's not as funny because they're retelling what happened. And so then I go back to my room and I'm just like, there's my too much gene again. I was about to say, the do you think it relates to the too much gene yeah, for you? I think it is. That's pretty funny that you were able to pinpoint one specific thing. I instance. just now had that realization. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that. I was like, that sounds like the too much gene thing again. I like people like that, though. I just want to be a part of something. <laughs> I feel like when I've learned how to deal with the too much gene thing and being insecure about it, it's like when I see other people doing some of the behaviors that I would be doing, I'm like, oh, they're too much. And I get really mad at them or something. But it's just like because I hate myself. <laughs> so I, I don't actually it's hate fine. You. I just, I hate, just hate myself. <laughs> but it's true. I've had to learn. I was talking to my friend about something like body image issues related to this a while ago and how she was like, 
I try not to like criticize other people's bodies in my head because I'm worried about my own. It's like everybody's body is unique and beautiful and it's not my place to judge them. That's like how I try Wait, and think of it. that's really great. I've never thought of it that way. Another way that I love to think about it is how you love cats no matter what size and shape they are. And they're all perfect in every single way. Yeah, they are. They're, they're all, perfect. They're all so different. Wow. <laughs> 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 Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> So after I thought about that about cats, I'm like, I will never judge anyone's body. No, everybody's (laughs) just a cat. Uh, My next one is the way I drink water. Oh, you drink water like I do. Yeah. You drink and you go. And I, but I chug that shit like a kindergartner who just got off the playground. Me too. I do that too. My mom makes fun of me for that. But I'm like, I got to get my water intake. And especially yeah. if I'm thirsty, I'm going to chug that shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it spills all over me sometimes. And I just let it happen because I'm like, I want the water. I'm not going to stop drinking water just because it spills s- on me once. We are the same person. <laughs> <laughs> other people will be looking at me like, does she know that she just spilled water all over herself? And yes, bitch. Yeah. We know. <laughs> I am aware. I can feel it. <laughs> I'm just thirsty. <laughs> Okay. And I'm not going to stop drinking to tell you. Because <laughs> I'm not insecure about it. Maybe I am a little insecure. <laughs> Why did I write it down if I'm not? <laughs> well, you're not alone in that one because I also do that. I also drink like that. People have commented on it. My mother has commented on it. We'll be in like the car and we just like got a drink from the drive-thru or something. And she'll be like, you drink like a child i do though (laughs) and what (laughs) and what about it what about it i'm not hurting anyone else (laughs) um eye contact i am insecure about eye contact i don't like doing it i don't like other people giving me eye contact I feel that way too, especially when I'm feeling not very confident in that moment or in my life in general in that moment. I just will not look anyone in the eye. No. Just because I don't feel like connecting with anyone. I don't want them to see all my secrets, you know? Yeah. Hidden in those eyes. Yeah. You have to be a special person for me to give you eye contact. If I'm making eye contact with someone and I don't know who they are, then I am faking it 100%. I'm just trying to be kind. And yeah. Or you're a child and you're staring at me and so I'm going to stare back. I don't have that insecurity with children. A lot of these insecurities, no, I don't, I don't have, have that kids. insecurity with children. Because children don't judge you. I mean, what we're really afraid of is being judged. Yeah. Well, uh, well, children they just do that thing where they're like, and I'm like, that child don't, and care. they're just like staring at you into your soul. And you know, I used to hate that, but then I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna stare back at them. It's just so funny. they'll stare at me, and I go, <laughs> and I stare right back at them. You know. I like children better than adults anyway for these reasons. Adults are scary. Adults are scary They're people. intimidating. It's because they're all traumatized and yeah. mean. Yeah. <laughs> that This one kind of goes hand in hand with what you said. I'm very insecure about how my face looks when I'm talking to other people, especially when I'm listening to them talk in the conversation. I'm like, okay. What does my face look like right now? Do I look like I'm paying attention? Maybe I'm just not paying attention. No, you're not. I can guarantee you're not paying attention. <laughs> Maybe I just have ADHD and that's the problem. <laughs> yeah, I have that too. Like I'm, I, I think about, oh, what, what's my face look like? But then, you know, 
um, Chase sends me the meme of the cat that has his eyes glazed over. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's literally you. But I feel like I feel like maybe I'm insecure. I have an example to point to with that. There was one time where I just wasn't paying attention and I couldn't help it. There was a lot of things going on. And this person was trying to tell me something for maybe the second time. And I zoned out again and I couldn't help it. I tried. And she got so mad. She was just like, that's, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. And was when like, was this? It was in college. I barely knew oh. her. She was like on my staff. I thought you meant it was at our job. I was no. Like, and I felt so bad. I was like, please, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry. I can't help it. She was like, no, just whatever. It's fine. Just drop it. I was like, oh. <laughs> okay, Karen. But people get mad when you're not paying attention. Like, obviously, I would I get mad about that sometimes, too. Because people just want your attention, especially when you're talking to them directly. Yeah, <laughs> I I have a lot of trouble paying attention. Like, for long periods of time, like, I cannot keep up with a conversation. And like, it's today, not personal. No. Like, today, whenever he was, like, our coworker was, like, teach, like teaching me things about stuff. Things and stuff. And stuff and things. <laughs> um... I, I zoned out completely and I had to stop him and I had to be like, I'm so sorry. I missed that entire thing. Can you please come back? And he was like, oh yeah, no problem. And most of the people, most of the time, people find it funny. Yeah, <laughs> they do. Because, I mean, it happens to the best of us, man. It, it happens. It really does. All right. My next one, body hair. Ah, I had that one too. You okay. did? Okay. I'm going to take it off. Okay. That is an insecurity for me. Yeah. I've been trying to deal with that one, too, because I let my leg hair grow out, and I kind of yeah. love it. But it still is, like, an insecurity. It's like, oh, what are people going to think? But then I'm like, oh, I don't care. Right. Right. I know. I have this little happy trail in my stomach. I'm really exposing myself. And But what about it, you know? And honestly, I'm the only one who notices it. Because I'll go to the beach or something, and I'm and I look down, and I'm like, oh, I have to shave my happy trail. And my mom's like... What are you talking about? That's true. I've seen your stomach and I never have noticed that. Yeah, because people don't notice stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like we're in our own heads a lot of the time and our insecurities stem from deeper things and they have nothing to do with what's actually there. I think the place that they really do notice is like legs and armpits, I think. With, with women. Yeah, with yeah. women specifically, not with men. That must be something else in itself entirely. Yeah, I I'm, I'm, I wonder when that became, like, a, a fad. I can tell you, actually. This is, I don't know, I haven't researched it in a hot minute, so I'm drawing from past knowledge, but it was in, in the 50s when all the men, I think it was in the 50s, it, was, it had to be World War II because all the men went to war, it was, like, the 40s, I guess, and they didn't have anyone to market, Gillette didn't have anyone to market their razors to because the men were, like, you know overseas right and so they were like oh well let's make women our new base like our new target audience and so they started marketing it to them it's like don't you want to get rid of all that ugly nasty hair like gross and then they were like yeah okay but yeah I think that's like when it started happening because Gillette started marketing their razors to women and it Mm. became a new standard and now we, we just do it because if you think about it that, I, I think Gillette's an American company, and a lot of people, like Europeans, don't shave or anything like that. Yeah. 
Yeah. But that's a thing in in different countries. Yeah. Where they just, like, don't shave. Because why would you? It's, so, it's, it's very time-consuming. It takes so long. And don't even be started on the razor burn. The razor burn. Like, that's, that's really why I stopped doing it. Because it was really impacting my skin. Because I have dry skin. And I was having to put lotion on, like, twice a day. Even more sometimes. You do have very, like, dry skin. It's bad. <laughs> See, I don't... It doesn't bother me on my legs, but... Um, in the nether regions, that's where it's real bad for me. Um, yeah, I feel like no one is spared from that. It's awful. And then you put underwear on the next day and it's like slicing through your skin. And it's like, I will still do that when I'm wearing a bathing suit just because I don't think that one's ever going to go away for me. If other people want to do it. Yeah, right. I would never judge someone else for it. No. But I will never stop doing that probably. Yes. Maybe I will. Yeah, no. Yeah, underwear after you shave. It's awful. <laughs> it's so awful. Going to the beach is a whole thing. Let's not even get started on the beach. No, yet. you had a whole <laughs> whole segment on the beach last time. We're I not talk more about it. I didn't uh, even no, get to all my topics. I think we're good, actually. Um, but yeah, that was mine was body hair. Okay, well, here's another one related. I love how these are just going right after the other. But mine's, I have too many baby hairs. I hate how many baby hairs I have. I can't. I think they're so cute. You like them? I do. Dude, I can't put my hair up without having like a, a lion's mane around my face. <laughs> they won't stay down either. I'll put gel on them, hairspray. They'll come right back up. Okay, here's my my last one that I was going to get for you. Yep. Your feet. Mine? Any feet for you. Oh, yeah, I hate feet. Is it a hate or is it an insecurity? What about your feet? My feet specifically? Yeah. How do you feel about your feet? I think all feet are gross. All feet? Even your feet? Yeah. I don't want to touch my foot. Like, I don't just go around touching my foot. I mean, like, obviously I'm going to wash my foot in the shower. Or I'm going to paint my toenails or I'm going to clip my toenails. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'll touch my feet, but it's not, like, something where, ooh, I want, a, like, a foot massage. Like, ew, get your fucking hands off my feet. Really? Yes. Oh, my God, I love when people touch my feet. <laughs> okay, I went and got my toes done at the community college um, because it's really cheap. And the entire time this girl was smacking my foot and she was like, relax, relax. And I was Stop. like, I physically <laughs> cannot relax. <laughs> You have to stop. And then this other time, me and my mother and our and my friend at the time, we all went to the beach and this ancient woman was doing my toes. This woman was so old. So old. I can't even tell you how old this woman was. I it took every part of me, every ounce of me. Not to kick this woman in the face. I guess she was old. No. I'm lost. Fuck you, old. <laughs> kick her in the face. No. Uh, because because I couldn't relax. Like, I can't, like, relax my foot. What does have to do with her feet? And she just, I'm just saying, her her face was, like, so close to my feet. And and Eddie, oh, you were just worried because she was old. She and was frail. so yes, and she was close to my foot. 
And then I was like, anytime <laughs> someone like touches my feet or like, it's, my feet are really ticklish. You have a reflex. Yes. And I was like, <laughs> holding my foot so still. And it was the hardest thing I think I've ever done. I would have loved if you kicked that one in the face. So, so old. <laughs> They would kick me out. This is probably the oldest woman I've ever seen. Like, she had to be older than Queen Elizabeth. No. How old was Queen Elizabeth when she died? 96, I I can't believe she died. That is really sad. I love her. I know. I really like her, too. She she was badass. She was so cool. So cool. My mom told me all these facts about her that I can't remember right now. That's how I feel. I watched The Crown the whole thing. No, I know. I can't tell you a single thing. (laughs) (laughs) But do I like her? Yep. (laughs) I just know she's a badass. She is a badass. I respect her. Unlike, I mean, everyone messes up, especially people in positions of power. Like You can never win. Yeah, you you can can never. never win. But she did so much and learned so much about herself and changed the world and like was open to criticism too. It, it, I thought she was really cool, but and now we just have like a line of men and Charles and you mm. know however you want to feel about all that. Yeah, but mm. R.I.P. Queen Elizabeth. We respect you. We miss you. We do miss you. R.I.P. Okay, let me just um, delete Rachel's feet off of my list. <laughs> I love that that was on your list. That was my last one. Do you have any more that are yours? I have a couple. Um, not knowing what I want to do in life. And feeling that I haven't accomplished enough. That's such a big one for people I've talked to. I don't think I've ever felt that way because I'm extremely career oriented and driven in those ways. And I spend all of my waking time thinking about it. But yeah, it like drives people insane, especially kids in college. I feel like they're very pressured. It's been driving me insane this whole year. Really? Yeah. And even like get before I even got the job that we have, before that it was bad like I was like I have no idea what to do like I don't make enough money at this job and and I have no idea what I want and then this goes into my other one was talking about myself in interviews specifically talking about myself in interviews in interviews in interviews specifically huh I cannot talk about myself I can't brag about myself anytime I go like into an interview every ounce of knowledge that I possibly know, even about myself, just leaves, walks out the door, never to be seen again. I can relate to that on a few times I've interviewed too. I feel like for me, I really have to hype myself up. I have to spend the entire day of the interview building my confidence up and like dressing nice, smelling good. Like I have to make sure I feel good about me. Yeah. Because if I don't do that, then my interview sucks. But it's weird. No, I feel like I have trouble with that too about talking about myself too much. But then I go and I think as long as I make room in the conversation for someone else to relate or talk about themselves, because how are you going to not talk about yourself in a, like in a conversation? Yeah. Your whole life is based off of your experiences. As long as you're not just like, I'm the best and here's why. Yeah. I don't know why I guess talking about myself for too long feels braggy. It feels braggy. And you're told not to do that. Yeah. As a kid and yeah. an adult. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny that you said smelling good because that was like my last one was I'm always insecure about smelling. We have like our primary sense is scent though. Mm-hmm. That scent. is true. Scent. You smell good. 
the me too if you smell good your attractiveness level to me goes up oh yeah like 50 percent seriously for sure but i i'm constantly worried about the way i smell everywhere i feel like that too because when i was living in florida i felt like i was always sweaty and i just felt bad and gross and like i couldn't be around other people i feel really bad especially if i'm sweating at work or something and then i'll go and talk to a client and like I don't want to stand too close to them because I'm like, what if they smell me? <laughs> I know. And then you come over to me and you're like, I feel like I smell. And I'm like, you don't smell. You do the same thing though. I know. I do feel that way too. I feel like it's because I, at least I can feel the sweat in my armpits or something. And then I assume the rest of my body stinks. Yeah. I'm constantly sweating. I'm I just, have... I'm, I'm in a constant state of sweaty. <laughs> I hate being gross and dirty too. But that's me not too. insecurity. I just hate it. Yeah, I hate sweating. That's <laughs> just something I hate. Sweating. And I do so it mad. all the time. I sweat all the time. But <laughs> when I'm really sweating, like to the point where I'm like actually hot and I'm like sweating, sweating. Mm, that makes me angry. I get like, mad too. I It makes me in a bad mood. It doesn't help. I don't know what these people some people are like oh well sweating helps you cool off i'm like no the fuck it does not it just makes me hotter what am i a golden retriever no it's not gonna help me cool off it doesn't help me cool off (laughs) makes me feel like i drank a lot of water and i'm in the sun yes and i feel gross and And it's just hot hot liquid coming out of your body hot garbage it's not cool liquid coming out of it's actually like it's a, what is it your body is releasing the Toxic, waste yeah. of your body yeah, through your Yeah, so you're skin. just sitting in your body's waste. Yeah, might as well be peeing. <laughs> See, that's why I don't like baths. Ah, uh, okay, I get it. But I love me a bath because you it, do like a bath. It solves all my problems. Like, you know, everything could have sucked that day. I could have been like punched in the face by one thousand people in a row, and I could go home and take a bath and be like. Ah, my face feels bad, but my body feels good. See, I should have put this in unpopular opinions. I hate baths. You should have put that one in there. A lot of people do feel that way. But the reason is, I have have some things. (laughs) You had your chance. I had had my beach With the the beach. So I'm just going to go back to the unpopular opinions for just one one little second. Um, You're sitting in your own filth. First of all, you sweat all day and then you get into a hot, soupy bath (laughs) with a fizzy ball in it. No, you're just mixing around. I love my fizzy ball. You're just mixing around your toxins. It's it's a people soup. That's like public (laughs) pools. Public pools are people soup. I mean, you're just sitting in your own filth. And then the water... Gets cold in like 10 minutes. It does get cold. And then you're sitting in cold water and you're filth. You know what I do? It's not fun. I take a bath and I put the heat up really high and I get in. I'm like, this is the best thing in the world. And then (laughs) I like like 10 minutes later, it won't get cold because I turn it up to infinity and beyond. (laughs) It will get cold, but I'll start getting hot. (laughs) And so I have to get out. So I'm like sweating. I'm like... I gotta get out of here. So it's like 10 minutes that you're (laughs) sitting doing nothing. And you try and make it fun because you light a candle or you put in a bath bomb or you put on your favorite show. It's not fun. I'm sorry. I can't watch TV while I'm in the tub. You put some you put some bubble bath in there. It's not fun because it gets cold in 10 minutes 
or it's scorching hot and you're hot <laughs> and or you gotta actually bathe so you have to drain the whole thing and you just wasted a bath bomb i do feel that way without, about it without even i'm gonna still do it though washing your body <laughs> and then you just have to take a shower that's true i do take showers after the bath well i rinse off i don't take a whole shower i do feel bad about wasting the water but it is for my mental health <laughs> If you like baths, that's great. I'm really glad they work for you. I'm so glad they work for you. For me, they're fucking disgusting. Please never get rid of baths. I love my bath stuff. I love that for you. I love that you can allow yourself to sit in your own dirt. It's like food, shelter, and water. Food, shelter, water, bath. I need the bath. If like, I'm telling you, nothing else will fix my day. Not sitting down, reading a book, you know, listening to music, nothing. The bath is the only thing sometimes that I can look forward to. Mm, my cat does that. Okay, me. yeah, I was about to say I was like other than my pets. <laughs> yeah. And Sarah J Moss kind of does that for me too. I do love her. I need to get back into her books cuz I've been procrastinating on them for a bit. Me too. It's been a lot going on for us though. Yeah, we have been doing some things, moving and shaking. Moving and shaking, moving and grooving. Okay. Do you have any more of your personal opinions? No, that or, was it. Not opinions. <laughs> it's an opinion that you're <laughs> You are choosing to be insecure right now. <laughs> Depression is a choice. It's a choice. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start. You probably have some of the same ones of these, but I got these from a BuzzFeed article, you know, one of the most reputable sources you can pull from. And <laughs> they're actually really serious. Almost as good as Reddit. Let's see what you feel about these. So these are some that other people came up with, or it was like 17 most common ones that make you like wonder why you have them they don't really make sense but they make a lot of sense to me so i'll just like kind of run through them but this one's you still don't feel like an actual adult yeah i feel like we're in our mid-20s though so of course we feel like that but i feel like once you realize in your life that no one knows what they're doing you just kind of do your own thing and make it work but i'm never gonna feel like an adult and if you do ever feel like an adult maybe you're doing something wrong honestly why would you want to feel like an adult? I so, want to feel fun. I want to stay youthful. Nah, I, I feel like it's a prize. Like, it's a gift to have childhood innocence. And it's not that you have to be so immature or something. Like, it's not about that. You can be emotionally mature and also have childhood innocence. Like, that sense of wonder and magic. Yeah. I feel like that's happiness. I feel like that's joy is being able to be surprised by things and... Mm-hmm find happiness in small things like being easily impressed is something else i relate to that i love being easily impressed i'm very easily entertained me too better than being bored all the time yeah right okay and then this one's uh you don't think anyone finds you attractive it's a big one i feel like everybody feels that way everyone must feel that way yeah why do we hate the way we look all the time i don't know you know what i didn't put this in mind but um my face is off center or like my mouth is off center. Are you about to talk about the TikTok filter? No. That switches your face side or it's like, this is what you actually look like. That's got to be bullshit. No, I'm talking about like photos of me that my parents have taken or like whatever. And I look at it and I'm like, my smile is like way over here. And then everything else is in dead center of my face. You've mentioned this before and I've never noticed it. Or been able to f- figure out what you're talking about. Oh my about. god, it is such an insecurity for me. I'll look at pictures of myself and I'm like, God, do I really fucking look like that? <laughs> I feel like so. This is a thing that at least I've looked into research wise, and people's faces are 
not symmetrical. Like, it's just not a thing. I think that's why that TikTok filter blew up. It's because they're preying on everyone's insecurity about themselves. Because no one has a quote-unquote perfect face, like a perfectly symmetrical face. I mean, maybe some people were born like that. It's apparently the standard of beauty. Yeah. Which I also strongly disagree with because I am attracted to people that do not have that symmetrical face. Sometimes, like, those typically beauty beautiful people with a symmetrical face, I'm, in fact, not attracted to sometimes. But I, I like a little off-center going on some action i like some bad teeth too some people really don't like that but i i think it it's like your character i find a lot of character god really said character (laughs) fuck the teeth up (laughs) i had some bunny teeth (laughs) i did not like my own teeth but everyone else who when they got braces in middle school i was like no i love your teeth oh yeah but no i feel like again beauty's eye in the eye of the beholder Mm -hmm. right yeah. Maybe Plus, we've just been thinking about all the standards. I mean, yeah. But but when I look in the mirror, I don't see that. Don't about see yourself? My, yeah. When I look in the mirror, I don't see my face off center. But in photos, I do. That must be because you're used to looking at yourself a certain way in a mirror reflection. Because there's so many different ways that you can see yourself. What am I trying to say? Like in cameras or on your phone when you flip the camera. You know how like... Will you look at yourself from the screen side, the like phone camera side where you can see yourself and then flip it around to the back of the phone where you can't see yourself, but you're still taking a picture. I feel like I look extremely different in those photos. I look so different in those. That's where I see my mouth off center. And I'm like, bitch, where's your mouth going? Maybe, here's a thought. If people saw you the way that you see yourself in your own reflection, like that would be the reverse effect. And be like, oh, that doesn't look like you anymore. Wait, which part? So I think what I'm saying is you're used to seeing yourself as a reflection. Yeah. And other people are used to seeing you as not a reflection. It's just like looking at you head on. And if that were flipped for both sides, both of you would be caught off guard because it would be a different image. Slightly. Just yeah. slightly. But, you know, um, isn't it like sciencey fact thing that people find you 20% more attractive than you find yourself. I saw that too. Is that real? I don't know, but I I use that to balance out my insecurity Me too. a lot. I do that too. Cuz I, I, I like, see a photo, I'm like, okay, well maybe maybe other people don't see my face completely off center. But that's true. I think that has a lot to do with insecurities. Because insecurities are things that you think about oftentimes that other people don't notice. Mm -hmm. Like you were saying the happy trail thing. It's like maybe the reason people find others like quote unquote 20% more attractive is because they're not noticing the things that you notice. And it's not even that they're bad things that you're noticing and other people aren't. It's just things that like are ingrained in you from whatever your childhood, some like awful partner you had, like a bad friend or something that made you insecure about that. And it doesn't actually matter to other people. Yeah. How many times have you been proven wrong that your insecurities are just like, just insecurities and not really who you are? Yeah. Right. I don't know. I think about that a lot too. The next one. Oh, this one's huge for me. You'll feel this one too. You feel like everyone is always watching you or judging your decisions. Mm-hmm. Right? I would say some stuff, but. But. You know. It's pretty self-explanatory. Dude, anytime we go to the gym, 
I feel like people are watching me the whole time. That's why I hate going to the gym by myself without a friend. Hmm. Because I cannot focus on myself. I can only focus on everyone else. I feel like, you know, I got rid of that. Because I was like, people don't give a fuck about me. And then as soon as I kept thinking about how much people don't care about me, maybe that's unhealthy. (laughs) I was like, nobody cares about me. I'm going to go in here and do my little workout. And maybe I'll see these people again. Maybe I won't. But I'm living my life. I'm just trying to get fit, baby. Right. That's what I had to do also because I had a lot of social anxiety when I was a kid too. And when I would give presentations or anything, I would have to convince myself that nobody cared about what I was saying. Because honestly, no, none of did them they care. care? No. Right. Anytime we had a, like a group project or like a presentation or whatever, I was like, I don't give a fuck. Right. These people, like these, they would talk and it would go in one ear and out the other. And everyone would agree with that. Maybe you can relate that to the gym a little bit. Yeah, maybe. It's not really the same thing, but... I just also hate sweating. <laughs> ah, look at your insecurities lining up. They really are. They're all just full circle. The stars there. aligning. <laughs> mm, this one's... Whatever else. I'm gonna skip it. It's it, You worry that you're crazy. I'm like... I don't know. Sometimes... I saw that one. You do. Occasionally, I feel like. Not just Me? you, but like I oh. do. Like people in general. Yeah, but I feel like, yeah, because (laughs) have you ever walked by those, like, big carts full of the plates and stuff? Huh? At our job. Just like when kitchen staff will walk with with the, just the carts full of just the plates. Do you ever just want to? That's an intrusive thought. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever just want to knock that shit over? (laughs) Or, like, I'll see, like, the whole cart of glasses and I just want to push the whole thing over. (laughs) That's true. I think about that a lot. I had those thoughts as a kid, too. I was like, you know, what if I just... (laughs) Or, like, if you're driving in the car and you're like, well, what if I just (laughs) drive off this bridge right now? What would happen? I would die. What would happen? (laughs) What if I just, like, rammed into this tree? I feel like, is that so bad? Someone's going to really come after me. (laughs) But like, think about it. Thinking about that. Listen here. (laughs) Listen. You know. Okay, wait. I don't really have a solid argument here, but maybe it's a form of being proactive about like thinking about what you're doing and what you're about to do and the possibilities of what could happen in any given situation. (laughs) Am I thinking about the pros and cons? Listen. Am I thinking about the good things? No. (laughs) I'm just thinking about the cons. I'm trying to prevent the worst here. We gotta pull a Leslie note, but we gotta come up with the pros <laughs> and the cons. Well, the pros, if I hit this tree right now. <laughs> the pros. Then I can get a new car. <laughs> and a new life. <laughs> and probably die. And a new pair of legs. <laughs> and people will come visit me in the hospital. Gary needs a new pair of shoes. <laughs> yeah, people will bring me a stuffed bear in the hospital. Okay, this one you'll also relate to because I relate to this pretty strongly. You think if people knew the real you, they wouldn't like you. This was the too much gene for me related to you. Yeah. Well, I mean, it takes me a while to warm up to people enough to trust them enough to be my full authentic self around. 
I feel like because you've gotten knocked down by people, like especially friends before. You're too sensitive. Fuck off. Yeah, so you need to build the trust yeah. with people first. That makes sense. Like, mm, are these people going to make me feel bad for my personality? True, exactly. That's exactly right. Because no one should make you feel bad for your personality. I mean, if you're a mean person, then maybe. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, you as a person, that's special no matter who you are. Yeah, no one should take that away from you. I agree. Yeah. And no one should make you feel bad for feeling your feelings and being who you are. That's so true. I really support that. I feel like if your feelings become destructive to other people or like the way that you express them, that's the thing. Your feelings are always valid, but there's sometimes, and everyone has done this before, where you express your feelings and it's harmful to others Mm -hmm. and like you're really going through it or something and like you don't know how to shut that down or not shut it down, but deal with it appropriately and it impacts other people in a really deep negative way yeah i mean i dated this one guy who was like super super depressed um and didn't have a therapist didn't take medication did nothing to help himself bless you bless you for you <laughs> bless for you <laughs> um but what was i saying oh i dated this guy um yeah, he was super depressed and didn't have a therapist. He never did anything to help himself. Like, never went outside. Like, but he would use me to kind of try and make him feel better. And it got to the point where I was like, bro, I am not your therapist. We have to break up because you are affecting my personal mental health. I have a therapist right now. Maybe you should try that. I'm also on medication. Maybe you should try that too. Oh, exercise. I gave him like all these things that he could possibly try, but he never did. And it got to the point where I had to break up. We had to break up because it was like so toxic for me. It's true. If you can't help yourself and you're really trying to help somebody else and you love them, they're just like going to bring themselves down and you. And kind of, I hate to say it, but like you got to protect yourself at the end of the day. And like you can care for somebody and love them from a distance. If it's going to negatively affect you, you should take the step back i've had to cut people off because it's been bad for me and there are other times i feel like that can be taken in a variety of ways there are other times where people will like i knew this one person that was telling me about a past relationship they had and how they were dating for all this time like years i think like five years and yeah it was a long time and i mean they were young granted but uh all of a sudden the one of the partner's dad got addicted to some kind of drug and like you know it was really hard for them and they were going through other stuff in their life and their this person like just abandoned their partner on like I think on their birthday too which I was like why would you choose that day but (laughs) but just like you know peaced out and it was like sorry this is too hard gotta help myself and it's like I don't when you built a life with someone and five years you've built a life with that person It's just like you decided to not even support them. Like you broke up with, oh yeah, that's what they did was break up with that person on their birthday because they were going through a lot. It's like you abandoned this person in their time. When they needed you the most. Right. And they weren't doing anything to push you away or be mean to you. They like asked you for help. And it was, I get that it was too hard for you or something, but you, I mean, there's a better way to say that, you know, like 
hey, I got to take my space or something. I don't know. That really was a red flag for me. I was like, yeah, I don't like that. I somebody, don't like that at all. Right. They should, you should support the people that you care about. Because, I mean, if you can't do that for somebody, how are you going to build intimacy with someone? Yeah. Everyone goes through shit. Like, at some point, you're going to lose all the people that you love. Everyone dies. Right. Plus, I, I'm wondering, like, how did they build such a long-lasting relationship be surprised. without sharing, like, such deep feelings with each other that's because we're both deep and intimate vulnerable people with the people that we trust um and some people really do not prefer to be like that and i've met people like that and that's really cool for them you know they don't want to do that but they don't want to express their feelings well we i think we have a lot of feelings we're intense people yeah we have a lot to say too much gene i'm sorry (laughs) always going back to my too much gene but that contributes positively to like these situations. You can handle those kinds of things when other people feel like they can't or need to work on that more. Yeah. So it's a it's a trade off. Like the too much gene will impact both of us forever, and in, in negative ways, too. but also in positive ways. Right. Because we're able to feel things that I don't think a lot of people are able to allow themselves to feel i think there's also um i think it was it like 15 percent of the population i don't want to be wrong about that stat is a highly sensitive person in hsp which if you don't know about that i'm not going to get into it but it's really worth researching and i think you're probably a highly sensitive person i know i am oh i probably am i have a book on it i'll i'll lend you but cool yeah hsp is very interesting because it's like you're sensitive to everything and it's not just you're overly sensitive like boohoo you're just sensitive to sound to like sight to smell Oh my gosh, smell. Yeah, you're just a sensitive person and you're emotionally sensitive to things. You can tell when people are not in a good mood, when they're having a bad day, when they're having... Well, it rubs off on me. It does. You absorb emotions like nothing else. Yeah, I do do that. I feel like we all do that to a certain extent because we're so... You do it a lot. I do it really bad. Because it's easy for you to build empathy with people because you're really in tune with emotions. Yeah. Like, you'll build empathy like that with other people. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, I really do pick up on other people's emotions. I think it's a skill. Or it's a it's a gift. It's like a treasure. It's a gift and a curse. It's a gift. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. <laughs> it won't be a curse one day, though, when you really, like, get comfortable with that. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt you as much. Right. Yeah, that is true. <sighs> okay, are you ready? To learn what goodtherapy.com says about insecurities. I would absolutely love that. Okay. I'm going to define it first. After this entire episode, you finally get to know the definition. Um, Insecurity by good therapy is defined as a tendency to lack confidence or certainty in oneself. And insecurity often causes negative thoughts about one's ability to fit in with peers, reach goals, or find acceptance and support. The condition often accompanies anxiety Individuals who experience the feelings of fear, worry, and self-doubt that characterize anxiety may easily feel similarly helpless to meet the challenges of daily life. Thus, they may find it easier to resist dealing with stressful situations and feeling inadequately equipped to handle them. This is a pretty good description. Yeah, I think that's good. It's pretty interesting how if you leave your insecurities unchecked, how it develops into anxiety so quickly like that. That makes a lot of sense. Right? It's like, I've got a lot of anxiety surrounding my insecurities, too. Me, too. Because how often have you put been put in a social situation where you just can't handle it at that moment? You're just like, no. I feel like Many, many, many times. It's got to be insecurity unraveling. That's how I feel about mine. 
But here, if you're wondering where it came from, like I am, I wonder where everything comes from. It's like, that's how I deal with everything in my life. I'm like, I have to know. I need to know where it comes from. I need to know where to go with that. And like, I need to know the past, present, and future, right? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking Christmas carol over here. <laughs> They're going to come visit you. You better be careful. Oh my God, please don't. I have a lot of trauma. <laughs> Wake up in the middle of the night. I'm going to take you to your bath. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's see where it all started. Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, good therapy says that insecurity may stem from a traumatic event, crisis such as divorce or bankruptcy or a loss. I feel like those are very common ones. Loss especially. Yeah. That's me. A lot of insecurities come from that. And, like, depression especially. And anxiety and depression go hand in hand. It can also result... From one's environment, as unpredictably or upset in daily life can cause anxiety and insecurity about ordinary routine events. Which, remember that time, probably don't even remember this, but remember that time you were like, ugh, this ballroom brings me trauma back or whatever because we walked into a room at work and you had related it to a previous set that we had done in that room. Even though that room is just like bare bones without anything that we put in it, it was you were remembering the set that we had done previously in that room and you were like I can't even be in here right now because it's just I have like no memory of this I knew you wouldn't remember <laughs> but I relate to that feeling and somebody else was like what are you talking about and I was like I know exactly what she means because it's like going back into a space like an environment where something happened no matter what's in that room if you can recognize oh my it, god I do remember that what really I do I just remembered it wow I'm surprised I don't remember what day I don't remember what it was for it's but I do ago. remember going in there and then you being like I totally get what you mean it makes sense though because it's like it's like your house if you go home and you have really happy memories at your house you're gonna walk back into your house and have like good associations with it and be in a good mood right yeah yeah so I mean that goes into the environment that you're in obviously people who have depressing environments are gonna feel depressed like in insecure environments Mm -hmm. um okay this one this one's kind of going back into your um, attachment style because it, you know how attachment styles go. I love how you're just breaking down me. <laughs> I love how we're just analyzing you today. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is again like how you were raised. So how you were raised, um, how much your parents pushed you to experience their version of success and what they think is right. And your attachment style, all of those things contribute to the type and the quantity of insecurities that you have. That makes sense. It makes sense, right? It's like, Mm. I mean, you were formed as a human by your environment as a child and your parents and stuff. And like, you know, whatever, all parents mess up. They all do good things and stuff. But I mean, that's where your insecurities are rooted. So if you're able to kind of trace back those things and they say in this article that um, I can't find, where is it? I don't remember, but it was kind of like, if you're able to, to deal with them, what you should start by doing is you know, tracing back and like finding why you feel that way or like analyzing your, your feelings. Thinking about like, huh, why do I feel like I'm not good at this job? Is it because I'm not good at this job or is it because of something else? Yeah. And it's usually because of something else. And so that's like the first step they suggest to dealing with your insecurities. But there's some other interesting research and they had a lot of references. But they said that studies have also found People who commit violence against their partners are more likely to have experienced an insecure attachment as a child. If you were raised 
in an insecure environment, you're not going to understand relationships that well. That's what I got from that. Like, not know how to react. Well, you're going to react how... What you experience. That's how you're going to react. Lashing out. Because, like, the age of, like, when you're, you know, three to, like, what, 14 maybe, that's when you're, like, soaking up, I feel like, the most information and... I mean, those aren't exact ages by any means, but like five to what, 14. I mean, that's when you're like, you're gathering the most information and you're picking up on the way other people treat other people. So like, you're going to pick up on like how your parents treat each other, how your siblings treat you. Like you're going to be watching that and you're going to analyze, like have that ingrained in your mind because that's what you grew up learning. I mean, kids watch like watch their parents to learn so if you're you have a abusive relationship and you're around your kid that's going to be normal to your kid yeah that's a very good point how normalcy develops for people and I think it develops so early like in early ages yeah it does no it absolutely does because I mean your attachment style is formed when you're when you are an infant yeah. And it can change, of course, throughout your childhood and your adulthood. You can always change your attachment style. You're never stuck. But it's true. Like, what? by the time you were an infant, you were born. That's when it starts. Like, yeah. humans soak up everything, especially children. Yeah. Like, whenever my mom died when I was little, I could not be alone. I still, I still have points in my life where I'm like, I can't be alone right now. Because it's like the abandonment and Mm -hmm. that's, you're also an extremely loyal person. Mm -hmm. And so people, when they're dishonest with you and when they are um, disloyal, is that a word? When they're disloyal to you, that really hurts your feelings and it digs deep into you. Whereas to me, it doesn't really do much. Well, of course, like it hurts, but to you, it's like a cut. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't like dishonesty, but that is a whole other thing when you think about it like that's a whole other like the whole lying thing like that is going back even in a different area of my childhood in different relationships that you've had yeah yeah that makes sense it this um goes into the intimate relationships part of things it says that intimate relationships can be another source of insecurity for many individuals people who experience insecurity in their relationships may also be affected by attachment insecurity individuals in relationships with insecure attachment have been found to be more likely to interpret their partner's behavior as hostile or negative and probably because they're insecure about it right and this tendency can lead people to react offensively to their partners which can escalate relationship conflict or even create conflict from a neutral interaction i've been in situations like that before where it's like i feel like i'm trying to communicate just like to the best of my ability and i used to date a lot of like highly insecure people which is whatever everyone's insecure but I would always be met with this weird defensiveness. And I was like, am I the problem? Like, am I doing something wrong? But it was just that people didn't have a healthy attachment style or they didn't, like, they had too much insecurity based on, you know, whatever it was. And it was coming out in the form of defensiveness. And it wasn't my problem. And when I learned better, I feel like things changed a lot. But also you communicate extremely well. And not everybody is able to do that. I think I've learned to do that because I've had to, though, in some of those situations with people, with other people. I don't think that stems from my childhood at all. I think, well, maybe I'm sure a little bit, but I feel like when I was met with people 
who, you know, were reacting like that, it it hurt me so deeply because highly sensitive people. Yeah. Right? And so, like, you're also a really good communicator and you're also extremely emotionally intelligent. It's because things impact you on a very deep level. And so for me, when I was met with those things, it hurt me and I didn't want to stay hurt because I just, like, can't deal with that. I just can't go on living when I'm, like, pushed down like that. It's it's just extremely impactful. So I learned how to deal with it by communicating because I was like, well, what else is going to fix this, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I can't push people into therapy. Can't punch but them in the face. You're also a problem solver. You like to fix things and you're good at fixing things, but you, you also want to fix them right away. As soon as like the problem happens, I you're guess like, that's I true. I need to fix it right now. Some people and not do everybody's like, like that. That's true. Some people do like to kind of sit with what they're feeling, mm-hmm. and I have learned that I need to give people space for that sometimes. Yeah, that's I love saying. that about you, though. I love that you want to com- like solve it right then and there because I like that. I appreciate that. I would say like like. Fifty to seventy-five percent of the population hates it. <laughs> well, see, I get really anxious when someone, when when I am arguing with somebody or we have a disagreement, and you know we're like yelling at each other or we're making each other very angry or whatever. I don't like to sit here and just like wait for a cool off period. Like I want to, I want to solve it. Like I want to, I don't want to sit with my anxiety. Because I will be anxious about it. Like, if me and and Emma argue, she needs space. Which, that's fine. I've learned to give that to her because... Emma's Rachel's roommate and forever friend. Yeah. Since y'all were kids. Yeah. So, I've had her... She's always going to be in my life, no matter what. And if we have an argument, I know that she needs a break or she'll tear my head off. Um, (laughs) Me... I also get really emotional, especially when it, especially between her and I, I don't know what it is, but it's specifically us where I will say like my emotions get the better of me and they don't always do that with everybody. They don't do that with everybody. Yeah, they don't. for some reason with Emma, my emotions get the better of me and then I say things I don't mean. I relate to that too. We were just talking about that today, how some of my family members, when I when I talk to them and like their opinion means so much to me that I think if they're disagreeing with me, I get defensive. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it is with me and Emma too. Because I think, I think what it is, is that I, I can't handle her being disappointed in me. You're afraid of losing her. And I'm afraid of losing her. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I don't know the answer to that. I still haven't figured that out. (laughs) <laughs> need to work I mean, it's, I don't think I will ever lose her. No, and she will never lose me because I'm the most loyal person on this planet. It's just an insecurity. But it is. It is. That's interesting. It means you care. Some yeah. people say that. What is that saying? It's like, it means you give a damn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's been sentiment. in my life for so long yeah. that I can't imagine my life without her. And you guys really do bring out good parts in each other. And you're good friends. Like, I've seen you two together. And I love Emma. <laughs> I mean... We're complete opposites, but it works so well. It does work so well. I mean, you guys are, you guys share so much. And it's not like it's some, you know, outdated friendship. Because, like, sometimes it's important to realize when you should let things go. But that's not the case with y'all. We've grown. You grow together. grow together, yeah. Yeah, and individually. Yeah. That's really important to be able to see each other for who you are, I think. 
I love I love our relationship. I could talk about me and her her relationship like all day because I feel like there's so much there. There is so much substance there. But but back to the insecurity thing, I understand the whole. I don't know what you were talking about. <laughs> it's just like I don't know what the having an insecure attachment oh, style yeah. with other people. Yeah. And being defensive about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But going back to that. Yeah. I relate to that like through, you know, Emma and our friendship. Well, here's how they suggest how to cope with it. Which this is just endless. There's endless ways to cope with stuff like this and you're never going to find the answer on the internet. But it's all in you. But they they suggest identifying the causes and reframing. And so I finally found this example, so I'll read it. So, for example, a man who dreads going to work because he feels he does not perform his daily tasks adequately may ask himself what led to that belief and attempt to identify ways in which he might become more positive and realistic about his own abilities. So it's like, he feels like he doesn't perform his daily tasks adequately. And it's like, what led them him to that belief? Maybe his boss is always writing him because his boss is dealing with something else in his personal life. And then writing like this person and he's like why can't I just do a good job or maybe it's because you messed up on one thing and you're beating yourself up about that one thing and you lost confidence and it's just like affecting you but it's like whatever it is if you can pinpoint that and like try and think about it and pick it apart uh, that's what they're saying would help and then um, identifying the ways in which you can like care for yourself better and improve and like think about positive things in that job for yourself what you're good at so that's just, that's a suggestion. And also, of course, therapy, talking about it with friends like we're doing. I feel like talking about it is the most important thing. Yeah, I think once I talk about things, I know whenever I'm like upset or feeling bad and I come to you or like you come to me or whatever and we talk about it, I always feel better. I also feel like I can do that with you no matter what it is because I know you won't judge me. Never. You would never judge me and you're always there to help me mm-hmm. because I think we believe in each other's intentions, that we're both good people and that we wouldn't do things to hurt each other or anyone else. I agree, yeah. That's, I mean, we have trust. Yeah, we do. We do. That's, honestly, I think that's the most important thing in a relationship is trust. But, Sorry, that was my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> for you. <laughs> for you. <laughs> stomach for you. <laughs> Stomach for two. <laughs> God, I hope not. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Thank you, birth control. We love it. <laughs> well, that's kind of all I had. That's all I have. I'm feeling pretty secure about it. <laughs> really? I'm pretty insecure about it. I don't know, actually. <laughs> we'll see when we edit this <laughs> how secure we are. <laughs> Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and coming to our TED Talk. Thank you for coming to our TED Talk. (laughs) My brain is so mushy. We are fried. We are very fried. (laughs) If you made it this far. (laughs) I'm done. I'm done.